Hail cheaters. Welcome to the I Was Cheating Podcast. I'm talking quickly, Brandon, because we've got a quick turnaround Mm -hmm. between Game Week 32 and Game Week 33. Kicks off on Tuesday. My name's Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Put the time up on the board, Josh. What were we going to do? 30 minutes? (laughs) Multiply that by two by always cheating rules. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I feel like it was a wild weekend of Premier League football, which we'll recap briefly. Mm -hmm. And then to realize we're doing it all again in basically 48 hours. For me, that kind of feels exciting because I'm coming off of a strong green arrow, my fifth green arrow in a row. I was, mm-hmm. was kind of wondering mm-hmm. last week, what do I have to do to get over a hump? And it feels like the last two yeah. weeks, I'm over it. And I feel like for you, you want this next game week to start as soon as possible because <laughs> you, yeah. you're feeling, uh, to quote Hercules, uh, Kevin Sorbo, that is, disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I am feeling... Well, yeah, I mean, it went, it went horribly. It went as uh, bad... I mean, I just... I did this game, this game week 27, 28, 29 gamble. And the gamble was that I could field a full 11 for game week 32. That wouldn't, that wouldn't look that bad. That would kind of make sense. And, uh, just the way it shook out. I mean, I had a full 11 and it wasn't that bad, but it was just, uh, you know, I, I had to go five at the back, the way my team was set up. So all six of my, you know, including my goalkeeper, all six of my players, um, lost their clean sheets, all of them, in the second half, uh, all, all of the, like it was just, I, I know actually, I guess the, uh, I guess Gabriel, I lost that one in the first minute. The other ones all came in the, in the second half. It was, uh, just an absolute catastrophe because not only did nobody, nobody, I mean, I, okay. I had Salah like everybody else, you know, it's like I had Gabriel Martinelli and Salah. Those were the, my, my two players who did something. Well, great. So did everybody else, right? Every single player I had that had less than universal ownership blanked, and every player that I didn't own returned, yeah. and yeah. it was catastrophic. And and I, I you know, I, I don't think I've ever had this happen before. But I, you know, at least not. Maybe I, maybe I haven't between game week one and game week two. But this late in the season, to, to quadruple my rank is something that I. I don't know if I've ever experienced before. And so it's kind of like, I, I just kind of, I, I mean, I sort of feel like I just blew up my season. And of course I didn't because I'm, I'm at 12 K now. Right. So that's, that's fine. But it's, you know, to get up to 3000 <laughs> in the world and then lose it all in, in your arsenal in right now, Josh, pretty tough. your arsenal, yeah, because I, now, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the global arsenal community is going through this right now of we bottled winning the title. It's not, it's not done yet, <laughs> yeah. but it's looking yeah, pretty likely yeah. that Man City will get yeah. the title. But yeah. they're going to finish probably, in, they're going to finish in second and be in the Champions League. So that's kind of where yeah, you are right yeah. now. You bottled <laughs> yeah, the title, right. such as it was, <laughs> yeah. and but you're I still going to finish uh, in the top four and have a great season. And who knows, maybe they'll give you PFA Player well, of the Year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the problem is there's just no guarantee that I'm going to bounce back, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I could I could continue dropping, <laughs> and uh, that's that's the, that's the scary part. And 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 you know, part of the worry now is uh, we had this. I don't even know what I how to feel about my team because this, this turnaround is pretty tight. Klopp has already hinted at some rotation ahead. Uh, you had all of the key Brighton players play 120 minutes. You had all of you had Marcus Rashford play 120 minutes. Um, uh, he at least doesn't play until Thursday. But I mean, are we absolutely certain that? I don't know. I mean, it, it, we're probably okay with those guys. Yeah. But it's just you just ideally don't want your. Brighton players to play 120 minutes in a nil-nil draw 
late on Sunday and lose in heartbreaking fashion and then go out in a match that they're probably not going to be up for. Let's yeah. be honest. It's yeah. playing a, you know, way to forest. You can talk about the minutes and I do think the emotional toll is one thing. I mean, we, you see teams, uh, they can take a devastating loss and, and turn it into a great performance and use that emotion for good. But this was Brighton's chance at a final at Wembley for their fans yeah. against yeah. Man City. And, yeah, I don't know how it goes. Lewis Dunk, after the match, gave, I think, the first reaction of a Brighton player afterward, and he sounded just... And it wasn't one of those, like, I'm the team captain, I'm going to come out here and say this for the fans. Like, Lewis Dunk genuinely sounded like he was about to cry. Um, yeah. And I... I, I know. I, I would have I preferred a, a Brighton-Man City final, just... Just for the, to me, that's just a little more interesting. I think that's like part of the the beauty of the FA Cup, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you get the, um, you get one team that's slightly less favored. Wigan versus versus City. Exactly, exactly. And for for Man United to play Man City, it's like, I'm sure like the advertisers are excited. It (laughs) sounds great, you know, if you're you're a casual fan. And, but it's, you know, it's a little bit like... um, it's a little bit like uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona at this point, where it's just like, all right, well, they play like 18 times a year. You know, it sort of takes a little bit of the, the shine off. And so I, I, it's not that I'm not excited. It'll still be interesting to see that match. And presumably everyone will be healthy and at full strength. And and so it's not, um, I mean, if Man United are, are lucky that match isn't being played right now because they're, they're suffering a dip in form and Man City look like absolute world beaters at the moment. So it should be a pretty interesting Match, I, when is that like after the season ends? It used yeah. to be that's when they did it, right? Yeah, like I, the first week of June or something. I believe that's <laughs> right because it will be uh, Man City's penultimate yeah, match, assuming they get to the the Champions League final. So, so it shouldn't have any bearing. The only thing that's really going to have bearing on rest and rotation um, is going to be West Ham still in the Europa mm-hmm. Conference League. And yep. City in the Champions League, and and the rest yep. is just straight up Premier League stuff. Yeah, but the and the only issue is as we and I, you know we're sort of again we want to want to kind of get into some of this soon, but I think this is this is a, a relevant discussion for for transfers. Is uh, so we have these matches this weekend. We have game week thirty three, which is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Three day. Good luck to anybody in the U.S. who loves this stuff because oh my god, Brandon, I got I got a busy week ahead, mm-hmm, my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with these afternoon matches, especially Arsenal, Man City, or I should say Man City Arsenal because they're hosting them. But that's that's a huge match. That's Wednesday afternoon. I am going to try an actual blackout. I'm going to try to not mm-hmm. watch this match in real time and not get spoiled. I don't know how that could possibly happen. I'm going to like. Log out of all accounts, stay out of the, stay out of every Discord. That's going to be a, yeah. a tricky one, but I am going to try. If I can't Probably avoid fail. a Succession Episode 3 spoiler on Instagram, I'm not sure how you're going to manage Man City Arsenal, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, applaud, I applaud the effort. <laughs> I was just, I just, I just saw somebody this afternoon, and, and she was saying that uh, she's never even watched Succession, and she's already been spoiled on the big, <laughs> on the big season four episode three yeah, spoiler. Yeah. So it's gonna be correct, but that that's gonna be June third, Brandon. So that will be kind of fun, I suppose, because the the season ends very late in May. It ends what is Memorial Weekend here, the Premier League season, uh, and then that FA Cup final will be like in the summer, effectively, really, you know. So that'll be a fun, a fun way to end a, a long and and complex season with all these matches. So we have uh, Game Week 33 at midweek, and then we have Game Week 34, which will kick off this weekend, 
And game week 34 is a double game week. We have a, a number of teams that play twice in 34. Brighton, who I just mentioned, just played 120 minutes, and then they play at midweek, and then they've got two more matches after that. Uh, you have Fulham, uh, Liverpool. They're the kind of maybe the safest of these, but they also have, outside of Mo Salah, some of the, the, some of the highest rotation risk, mm-hmm. I would say, of all the, of all the clubs. You have uh, Man City. Uh, they're fine. Easy win. Rested players early, like couldn't have gone better for them, uh, you know, playing Sheffield on uh, on Saturday. And then, Sheffield United uh, then for all the uh, the people keeping score at home. That's true. Sheffield United uh, slayers of um, wet Wrexham. <laughs> Of Wrexham, yeah, exactly. Uh, God, can you imagine if Wrexham had been in that FA Cup semifinal? And then ended up blowing. <laughs> they had to put all their eggs in <laughs> yeah, that basket. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. I've, I've just been hoovering up all that social media content from the the Wrexham victory. I have been too. There's, you know, there's the there's a part of my brain that's like a little snarky, and I'm just like, oh, bro, you know. But to me, it's just it, the the big the, the the larger more dominant part of my brain is just really I just think it's fun and it's yeah and and I think as as an American I'm always going to be a little bit of a just a a booster for for the, the for the sport right because I I love it so much and I I don't want more Americans to get into it so any entry point there is I feel the same way about Ted Lasso right it's like I do I think that Ted Lasso is as good now as it was season one no I I, I don't uh, but do I am I glad it's still out there kind of minting fresh Premier League fans? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. So, uh, but you know, that's just, uh, where am I going with this? Oh, right, right. So, and so we have Man United who just, who just played a difficult match, but did get through. Uh, so maybe they get a little boost from that. And then West Ham who have been playing quite well suddenly, Brandon, West, the hammers are, are suddenly, uh, Suddenly in form, Moyes in, Brandon. Kurt Zuma <laughs> has been a, like a secretly good pick for me. I've had him for four yes. weeks now, and he's gotten, yeah. I think, four clean sheets in five matches. That That's includes a double incredible. in 29, but yeah. unbelievable. I was watching that Bournemouth match today, and Kurt Zuma is one of the slowest people I can imagine ever on a Premier League pitch. <laughs> it was wild watching him. I'm like, are both of his hamstrings being... Sh- you know, like sprung to pieces as as I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. No, he just runs that yeah. way. Um, so, what is your what is your rank up to now with this with this new, this new green arrow? Oh my god, uh, I'm up to twenty four thousand one seventy two. So I'm into the top twenty five k. Wow, that's great. It's that's it's great. fantastic. And and both of us coming into this game week without a free hit. You know, I think we sh- we showed the both sides of that coin and. Um, for me, where everything broke the wrong way for you, it broke the right way for me. I knew I was going to meet you for dinner Friday night after work. And as your Gabriel Martinelli goal went in, I was like, okay, we're going to get good Josh tonight. And then I'm sitting there <laughs> with my Saka and Odegaard. And then within five wow. minutes, I've got a Saka goal, three bonus, and Odegaard goal. And I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, then I stopped thinking about whether I'm going to get good Josh or bad Josh. I'm just thinking we're going to get good Brandon tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And I was fine. To be to be fair, I... I'm not, you know, long-time listeners know how much I would have, that old version of me would have come on here and ranted for a long, long time about my my terrible, terrible luck. And and it just was, I'm just, I'm actually just mad at myself for free hitting in 28. That was really the original sin uh, mistake that I made. And I, uh, I, I don't know, you know, I had a plan and it didn't work out. I uh, Holland getting injured for one week was kind of a kind of hurt me a little bit. That that threw me off, um, you know, for one 
And I kind of lost one extra transfer. That would have really made a, that would have been helpful. I probably would have brought in Saka just as a defensive move this week. You know, just like little, little things like that. I just, I, I didn't quite feel the full strength side this week. And uh, it's tricky with the double in 34 because I was trying to, figure everything out. I ended up going with Cody Gakpo over Saka because um, I wanted to be ready for 34. And it's just, I hate the way these double game weeks just turn your brain to, they just warp your thinking so much. And sure. Yeah. You can ignore the doubles, but, but often it works, right? Often targeting them does work. And so we'll, you know, we'll see how it works out, but you know, to get one from him versus 13 from Saka was just a, a real killer. And, uh, yeah, and so now I think it's really tricky. We're going to talk in a second here about what we should do with Arsenal assets, and and um, well, you know, let's you know, game week thirty three is just going to be really the chief focus of this week's podcast because um, it kicks off on on Tuesday, and I you know I don't really want to think too far ahead about game week thirty four until these matches have been played, especially because it's very tricky to think about game week 34 until we kind of see what these squads look like in 33, right? A lot of the transfer decisions I may make with even a squad like Man City may come down to who plays at midweek, right? Like what kind of minutes I'm going to be expecting from players based on what they did in, in game week 33. So, uh, in our Patreon pod on Thursday, uh, we'll record more of a deep dive into into 34 and really focus on that. So just just sort of a little bit of preamble there. But uh, Brendan, because this is a rare week where we actually have a um, a game week end on a Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to read off the top 10 in the Always Cheating Super League? Yes, exactly. The superest of leagues in 10th place, we've got Mort Martinson 9th. It's Guillaume Almeida, Mark Jordan in 8th, Charlie Boyle in 7th. Uh, Yusuf Jafar in sixth place. In fifth, we got Tom Appadale, Mark Bleakley in fourth, Sarah Edge dropping a little bit here. We've been following Sarah's journey through the season, having a great one. And uh, we've got Halkin Vingelsgaard moving up to second. And Sayakur Tai, uh, we've seen in first first place and is again there after game week 32. If you want to join the Super League, just go to alwayscheating.com and hit the league tab and we've got some patreon signups this week of course if you love what josh and i do every week and you want to say thanks and get more fpl content in return maybe you've had a great season and you want to you know flip some change in the bucket or you're trying to chase down that mini league rival here in the home stretch and you want a little bit more uh content and advice in return we've got the discord chat the extra ad-free podcast every Thursday night, do give us a follow at patreon.com slash always cheating. Lots of different tiers to choose from. Josh, please say thank you to our new Patreon supporters. I will. Uh, th- yeah, we, we put out the call last week for, um, you know, if, if the season's podcast has been helpful for you this season or if you just enjoyed it as we as we come down to the, the real proper stretch run here, just a handful of weeks left of the season, uh, support the pod and say thanks. Um, and so, uh, some people did heed that call. Um, Gavin O'Donnell, Andrew Rupert, Brian Hantman, uh, Lolly, uh, Arthur DeBorman and Ming Ting Little, uh, all became my uh, Patreon supporters this week. A couple of them are t-shirt level patrons, Brandon. So mm. let's go in there and Noted. get them some, some shirts. <laughs> Get those shirts Get out there. Get that always wild. cheating uh, T-shirt cannon fired up and uh, just start shooting them out my apartment window. 
I know. I, I, yeah, we, it's, it's fun to, it's fun to see them out there. I, I you know, I, well, anyway, okay. So I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place right now, Brent. I think I'm still processing what happened to me this week. So let's, but once again, patreon.com slash always teens, where you can go to support the podcast, talk with us. And I, I will say normally I, I completely withdraw Brent after a bad game week, but I did accept my loss. I was, uh, like 15 points behind everybody else in terms of, uh, uh, are the always cheating um, our, our knockout league last, last cheater standing. standing? So I have I have joined Elysium where all of the uh, all of the cheaters who lose our last cheater standing go. So that is that's what happened to me. It was a four four player eliminated. I had no chance. I knew it even going into Sunday. Uh, but congrats to everyone who's still in there, including you. So uh, yeah, maybe you <laughs> can take on. it home for the cheaters. I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's uh, take a quick break, Brandon. We'll get back and talk about gaming thirty three. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Brett, we're back. Game Week 33 kicks off. I'm just going to run through the schedule a little bit for a second mm-hmm. for 33 uh you have uh, three matches on tuesday wolves palace villa fulham leads leicester Ooh, just a trio of stinkers <laughs> isn't it maybe maybe villa maybe villa fulham could be a fun one another fulham of, of two on the bounce i don't know uh and then um uh you have forest brighton uh, this is an, I'm, I'm on wednesday now uh forest brighton chelsea brentford uh I, I don't know. Was Brentford win that one? Like they, they I have, I'm betting they, on Tony for there. sure. I, I yeah, looking at Tony to score. I yeah. I set my bus team with Tony on the bench. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like uh, Chelsea yeah. are a basket case. So I who knows? Um, uh, Chelsea, Brentford, West Ham, uh, Liverpool. Liverpool have struggled on the road. Of course, they didn't uh, in game week 31. Uh, had a great performance in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course we've got the big one. Man City Arsenal is the final match on Wednesday. And on Thursday, three more matches are very spread out. This 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 midweek run of fixtures, uh, you have Everton, Newcastle, Southampton, Bournemouth, and Spurs hosting Man United. I was put on the Spurs game this morning, and I was, I don't know, I was like, 
wrapping, you know, this game's around, it was 9 a.m., right? And so I'm sort of, I'm up and I, I finished breakfast and got, poured myself a cup of coffee and uh, I sit down in, our, at a living, in, the, in, the, in the living room at what I think was 9 08, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so I sit down at 9 08, the match has been on for eight minutes, <laughs> turn on the TV. It is a three nil mm-hmm. Newcastle. I could not believe it. And my wife sat down next to me. She's like, how she's like, has this ever happened before? You know, it's like, it was such a crazy start to that game. And then we shortly thereafter saw two more goals go in in that first half. And I mean, it was an absolutely destructive match. Not, that was absolutely insane. Not a great weekend for North London teams in the first 10 minutes. No. Uh, Arsenal conceded no. two in the first 15 minutes or so. If you were in no. my apartment, I, I tuned in for kickoff of Spurs Newcastle. If you were in my apartment, you would have thought I was watching an episode of Seinfeld or something like that. Yeah, I was just like yeah. laughing hysterically and slapping my deep, knee. It was deep it, belly it, chuckles. As as a neutral, um, I mean, maybe Spurs supporters were laughing maniacally, like they were the Joker too. I I, I don't know, but um, I, it was just unbelievable and. It was one of those ones that was really hard to parse. You, you could tell the commentary was trying to parse it as well. Like, who's who's to blame here? And Spurs yeah. were playing a new system with a back four instead of a back five. But um, Sepp, Sepp Stafford Blower, he writes for uh, TIFO, he was saying, like, mm-hmm. there is no system that you can blame for this. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. um, you kind of do have to think... What consequences are there for this this club who has decided yeah. just not to invest in a manager? Did they realize how close they so were weird. to European football and just decided to to beg off that? And their their bank balance is going to be uh, suffering all summer. Yeah, it's just a uh, yeah. I mean, Lloris got pulled at halftime, and they said something like he's injured and then i think the commentary was like that's the company line anyway or yeah. something like that uh pretty pretty rough uh i can't imagine anyone went for larissa in a free hit but perhaps they did i don't know i, I, I highly doubted a way to newcastle but um yeah just a really um uh, just a while of course kane scored again like he always does and <laughs> that one uh, i missed uh, and uh yeah, both of us I, on yeah, double yeah. newcastle defense that was a one tough less. pill to swallow the it was coming goal. that was him, yeah, he, he, the meaningless goal, and then and then Solanke blanking were, were the three things I, I knew would happen. Going, it was like Brendan Rodgers. I knew the three people I knew would betray me were all written yeah. down in my, uh, I, my little cards. I didn't predict any of those things. The only thing I predicted this weekend was that Pablo Fornells would score a scorpion kick, and <laughs> I, I should have actually bet money because it came to pass. But I knew yeah, it was going to happen somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it was written in the stars, and yeah, Leicester City, another team that hasn't. Uh, did they have they appointed a new manager? I actually, yeah, Chris oh, Wilder, Dean Smith. That's right, not, uh, not Chris Wilder. Wait, no, Chris, <laughs> Dean Smith. It's, yeah, they are yeah. they are interchangeable in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Dean. I'm like Dean Smith. I'm just like it's just like the ultimate interim. Like it's just the way they just sack these guys, like Lampard coming in. Like no one thinks that he's the. Yeah, you know, they're openly talking about who they're going to bring in. Right? It's like there's not even like. It's <laughs> Unlike a chance when it's Lampard, they're like, "Oh yeah, probably Nagelsmann." You know, there's just no uh, <laughs> so so unusual. So anyway, all right, that's enough uh, off the 
off the FPL commentary. Uh, question one, Brandon. We've got five questions here. It's a quick turnaround, so we're just going to try to do this um, nice and efficiently. Uh, question one is, what are our transfer decisions for game week 33? What are you currently thinking for 33? How's your team look right now? Well, the uh, my team is fine. I'm planning to captain Holland at home to Arsenal. I uh, I... I I, sus- I predict what everybody else is going to predict, that City are going to score two or three goals, uh, at least against Arsenal. Um, my, and which brings me to my, my question mark, which is Arsenal. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at bench boosting in game week 34, and I'd like to bring in a few more doublers. So I have two free transfers in which to maximize. I have currently have seven doublers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like I can go buck wild until I start taking taking hits but with Saka yep. and Odegaard Arsenal's fixtures I think we've got a question coming up about Arsenal maybe I could just cover some of that here Arsenal's fixtures coming up which is like not terribly enticing especially given their form it's City away yep. Chelsea at home which you could I mean you got you Should favor okay, Arsenal there yeah. then then yeah. it's yep. Newcastle and Brighton after that I I just feel like that's where I, I can make sacrifices and bring in Rashford or Grealish or who I really wanted to bring in was Solly March. Watching him sky mm-hmm. that penalty was uh, kind of stung. I think actually what would suit my team better is to bring in Steele, the Brighton goalkeeper, who had a knock in game week 31, but was on the bench. And we knew he wouldn't start mm-hmm. over Sanchez because Sanchez as the cup keeper for Brighton all season. But Steele being on yep. the bench at Wembley puts us in a good a good frame of mind that he'll start in game week 33. So Steele coming in for Ward, I think, is is the first move I would make. And then who do I bring in for Martin Odegaard uh, is the next. So these are the questions I'm thinking about, and they all revolve around game 34, game week 34. So I'm thinking of just rolling uh, in in 33, and I would start, you know, Watkins, Tony, and Holland across the front, bench Odegaard, and play Saka. Saka's just, you know, being on pens and, mm-hmm. you know, for all intents and purposes, the best attacking player. I mean, I don't know, Martinelli, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, God help me, double Newcastle defense again, Botman and Trippier against Everton. Uh, this is the way. Um, so I'm thinking yeah. of rolling and then just kind of like getting as close to the 34 deadline as I can to make some better decisions for my bench boost there. What about you? What do you think? Yeah. A roll is on the table for me, for sure. Um, I think the um, kind of a similar spot for you. I've got a lot of players and in away in matches, which I don't I don't love the looks of. But, you know, I looked at my team this week and I had 10 of my 11 players were at home. Uh-huh. <laughs> that didn't work out at all <laughs> either. So what do I know? Um, the... I'm with you. I'm starting Martinelli uh, away to Man City. I think that, um, uh, I don't know. I just feel like they there's a chance that they could, I mean, certainly Man City have conceded plenty of goals this season. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think concede. Arsenal are good for a goal here, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one I have that I'm, you know, again, this is where the, the free hit is, not having one is trouble, is I, now I'm saddled with, 
with Cody Gakpo, who I kind of immediately want to get rid of, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even though he doubles in, yeah. in 34, I'm like, do I just need to burn points to, to drop him? He's so worthless, you know? And so <laughs> uh, that's I, I'm just really feeling negative about about having this 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 waste of a lineup spot, you know, dedicated to him right now. So, um, so let's, I mean, the, you know, but the problem I have, and this actually, I, I'm kind of jumping ahead here because I kind of have to, but um, Rash, this question too, which is Rashford played a full 120 minutes in the FA Cup semifinal. Uh, does that dissuade you or should it dissuade you from getting him for game week 33? It's, it, there? it's less the minutes he played at Wembley. It's more the form that Manchester United are in. Uh, I don't remember who said this, but there was some somebody writing about how Martinez and the central defense being out like just completely disrupts uh, Manchester United's ability to play out from the back. You know, a lot, a lot of, mm. of talk around David De Gea not being able to do this, so they, so they rely on Martinez to do this instead of De Gea, and he's Martinez yeah. is out for the season, and this is really stymieing. Forgive me, the attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like, do I want Rashford anyway? Uh, I mean, well, what? Let's see, let's see what the fixtures for Manchester United. They've got Spurs away this coming week. I mean, cool. Like their yep. defense is terrible. Yep. Villa, Brighton, yep. West Ham, Wolves. The run in is 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 quite appealing, and the, the double in thirty four. It's sort of like there are all these cases against Manchester United. Marcus Rashford is just a pure FPL pick, I think, because yeah of his expected goal involvement in that team. And it's not like Manchester United are just not going to score goals for the rest of the season. For that reason alone, I still find him to be appealing. And if you're in your situation, Josh, bemoaning Cody Gakpo, just move Gakpo to Rashford because there's no rotation threat with Rashford. No, I mean, it's just the problem is that I'm, I'm sort of, it's a bit lateral. That's one more. It's a bit lateral. Well, I was planning to to move. Ah, it's just tricky. You know, I was. I just don't really want to drop a doubler, right? If I can, if I can get away with it. And so then I kind of look at my squad and I'm trying to figure out who who else could move. I mean, the other a more complicated move that I would at least consider would be a double move, uh, where I I moved um, Gabriel. And uh, McAllister, and I turn uh, Mc- uh, Gabriel into Estepanian, and I turn McAllister into Rashford. Mm. And so the reason I would I would make those moves is because um, it would allow me to, to to you know to have a Brighton. Uh, I guess I'd have double Brighton defense in that case. Um, but then I would also I'm, I'm not like hugely enthusiastic about McAllister as an FPL asset anyway. Um, and so that would be one kind of get around there a little bit. And so I'd be basically, I would be dropping a doubler, but it would be, it wouldn't be a Liverpool doubler, which I'd feel a little bit better about. So that's another possibility that I'm kicking around that I'm throwing into the mixer, Brandon, one, you know, one more, <laughs> I, I'm already, my, my season's, uh, you know, the, the ship is already capsized. So what's another minus four, you know, it's a, yeah. Yeah, well, talk, dilemma, talk to me about this McAllister, this McAllister hate. There's no hate. It's just part of it. Part of it is that when when Veltman uh, went out with the hamstring injury, that did shake things up a little bit in the in the Brighton team. Right. They brought in uh, Julio and, and CISO uh, and with and CISO 
in, uh, it, it seemed to move McAllister. McAllister mm-hmm. drops deeper. And so I guess the concern would be that I, I sort of have a Casemiro type player yeah. now okay. uh, for these for these doubles, which, you know, wouldn't be hugely enthusiastic about. So that is that is one that is one thing I'm also uh, kicking around. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a possibility. The other the appeal of that move is it would, I, you know, I'd, I'd still be able to do a five five at the five across the middle. Um, if I did that, let me let me actually make sure I have the money to do that before I kick around this. Uh, <laughs> before before I embrace this insanity, Brandon, yeah. can this even be done? Yeah. Let's see, Estepanian's four point eight. Uh, no, I can't even do it. You know, so uh, it's a good idea. I can't though. do it. It's a it's a cool idea. Join it's me with Lewis Dunk. Can you can uh, you afford dunk. him? Well, you know who I could bring in. Uh, no, I can't do that either. So <laughs> let's let's see. <laughs> Uh, well, I, there's no, oh, no, I, I mean, I could, br- I, I can bring in any of these players, uh, but the problem is I have three Brightons that are do it. I have to move uh, another, right, another right. Brighton gotcha. to make it work. So, so let's, let, we'll see, we'll see what I end up doing. I don't really know yet. Maybe I bring in Jack Grealish, uh, for, for Gakpo. That'd be the other, that'd be another move I'd consider. Um, just, just going right for Blockbuster. Grealish you know, right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. And not a, not a, not not uh, not feeling terrible about that as an idea either. I I don't really love. I mean, you know. Uh, so I mean, I guess this is again. I'm, it's hard to talk about any of these questions without sort of thinking about the holistic picture, right? Yeah. At, at least holistic in terms of game weeks thirty three and thirty four. But um, I I'm certainly I don't think it is unreasonable to think about Man City this early with your transfers. I mean, maybe the defenders I'd feel less enthusiastic about, but I think it's completely fine to go ahead and bring in Jack Relish in 33 if you were thinking about him for 34. I mean, Arsenal's defense is uh, shambles right now, right? Rob Holding cannot... He just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just like not... Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know when they'll keep another clean sheet, to be quite honest. I mean, it's Man City away, Chelsea at home, Newcastle away. Concede, concede, concede. All three of those matches they're gonna they're gonna concede. Uh Brighton at home 36. I'm not feeling great about that one either. Right. So then you so game week 37 away to Forest is the next time I'd feel even kind of good. But Forest have scored in like basically every home match they've played so far this season. So um game week 38 home to Wolves, Brandon. That's the next time I'd really want to start <laughs> Gabriel yeah. in one of these matches uh so I, I i certainly think it'd be fine to bring in grealish uh, this early i'm with you and the prognosis on saliba is still a giant question mark nobody's biting on when he's uh, i think the last word from arteta was like he's kind of the same as he's been so okay uh, the, okay uh, we're, we're officially on this podcast we're changing rob holding's name to uh rob rob can't get a grip Trying to think of what the opposite of holding is. <laughs> wow. Get a grip. A, a great Aerosmith album, Brandon, just turned into I mean, a great... You know, uh, he, yeah. Holding is to, to blame for a lot, but certainly not the first goal that Southampton scored. I, I don't know if yeah. uh, if he was necessarily at fault for any of those Southampton goals, but you know, he's, it, is, it is a barometer of the quality of the Arsenal defense at this point. Yeah. Um, all right, so I, I'm still I'm still a little on the fence. I think the the question is how many hits are reasonable, and I, uh, this is a question that we'll get a lot from uh, Patreon supporters over the next couple of days, um, and uh, you know on the Slack and or I mean on the Discord. Excuse me, we're not on Slack anymore. We're on the Discord now. No free ads, uh, Slack. And, and, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on, and on Twitter, what a chaotic weekend for Twitter, though. It's funny. I made a little joke last week uh, in last week's pod about Twitter. It's gotten crazier. Uh, you know, part of me is like, uh, part of me is like, okay, like, does anyone have any interest outside of actually talking in like a meta way about Twitter? But it's been so crazy that I I, I can't blame people for being obsessed with mm-hmm. the with the insanity. But anyway, um, the the question you know is often uh, how many hits are justified, and I think that if you were the, the question is, or the, the, or the sort of the thought process, I think, is if you were planning to take a hit in 34 anyway, and, and a hit will help you in 33, and it helps for you for both game weeks, it is very reasonable to move that hit up and, and, just, and just do it a game week early. And so I think that that is something that, that should be considered, is just, it's just moving the hit up one week. Yeah, I agree with that logic. Sometimes you think I'm taking a hit because I really want this guy for this week, and yeah, the, the yep. best strategy for hits is you're you're bringing in an asset that you're going to sort of amortize over three or four or five weeks. So yeah, I, I yeah I'm, I'm in agreement there. I guess if you were looking at, through like a longer lens, um, you could even consider sort of not prioritizing thirty four. You know, thinking about it like like an even later game week that would be something you could also consider, like. Uh, with with um, like Newcastle, for example, they don't double in thirty four, but they do double in thirty six, right? So they have um, they play, uh, but it's Everton away in Southampton at home in thirty four. So Southampton at home in thirty four, given the form that Newcastle are in right now, is uh, is very appealing. So if there was a you know if your if your team got significantly better, for example, by bringing Isak in early, that's another example I think of a move mm-hmm. where. Even on a hit, I think it makes sense because if you're planning to bring him in later anyway, um, that might just help you out a little bit. Because I, you know, most people aren't going to have, uh, you know, unless they're free hitting in 34 or or later on, are, are going to have every single player they want from all these teams that double. Right? Brighton have three double game weeks yeah. left this season. Uh, Man City have two. Man United have two. Uh, but Newcastle have one, but it's a really good one. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's gonna be very interesting trying to figure out how to kind of mix and match, uh, down the stretch here. And maybe, um, yeah, I mean, West Ham, I mean, I guess you can, in 34, you're just gonna have to go ahead and start your boy again. Right, Brandon? He's, uh, Zuma. He's officially, yeah, he's officially Brandon's boy, right? All is forgiven. <laughs> all the, all the drama. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zuma, yeah. Zuma's what, official. What drama, he's a, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. What drama? We won't even talk about it. Uh, he's my guy. <laughs> He's always been my guy, Josh. He's always been uh, your boy. Yeah. Yeah. Qu- quit emailing me, uh, local uh, pet hospital. Um, <laughs> I love my cat. And Zuma, Zuma, we'll, we'll talk after the season is over. I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> but what was I? I was going to say something interesting, and then now I've... I've talk- oh, I was uh, going to talk about... Um, I'm sure it was great. Isak, you, you mentioned Isak there, um, and I mentioned how I thought that that Newcastle Spurs match was so funny. Yeah. The funniest part was... Callum Wilson actually scoring that goal, and he didn't know what to do. Well, he did. It was like it was like somebody taking yeah, a picture, and you don't know goal. what to do with your hands. And he was like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> I, I'm not even starting for this team anymore, even though I'm a really good striker." Says Callum Wilson. Um, B, yeah. that was a very easy goal to score. C, it's like this, I I don't want to contribute to pain and the world, and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I I wonder what's up with Wilson in the next couple of game weeks if we see yeah, a little bit more of him, nice you know? Guy. Doesn't he seem like a nice guy? I don't know. Maybe, maybe totally nice I'm guy. sure like 
like every single person in the world, there's someone's got a horrible story about him from 19 years ago or something. But you know, he does he does seem like a nice guy. I, I thought Isak had a fun celebration too because he, he, yeah, of course that was still the first half of the match. You're allowed to do anything you want, you know, that that early in the game, and uh, he sort of wheeled away, did like kind of the Michael Jordan shrug. Oh right? yeah, it somebody like, compared yeah. it to. Uh, there's a Twitter account called uh, I think you should leave FC, and it's just I think you should leave memes, <laughs> and they posted uh-huh. the one of a. Uh, Tim Robinson doing the like sloppy steaks walking into the restaurant like with his hands out <laughs> like that. Uh, so uh, Isak was ordering yeah. up some sloppy steaks. <laughs> so uh, question. Okay, so we talked about Rashford. We think it's ultimately probably fine to bring him in because these matches are, are key, right? I mean, the Champions League is not a done deal at all for, for Man United. And um, even though he was nursing an injury. I mean, clearly he's fine, right? He wouldn't have played. Um, was it the second half or did he, did he play the full 90 in, in the, um, he and, he and in Shaw came in at uh, halftime, right? Yeah. Yes, they did. I think they did. They did come in at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I made that. I, I, I knew that I made that. I made that a complicated. Yeah. So they, they came in at halftime in that match. I thought that was a gotcha um, question, Josh. Yeah, exactly. One of my classic gotchas. So he hasn't played that many minutes and, you know, Bruno went off, Bruno, Try to do the you know the Ronaldo in the Europa League final, like, yeah. You know, and like coach coach the team the, from the sideline, be uh, involved from the yeah, sideline. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, so if we feel fine about him, I think Matoma, March, McAllister. It wouldn't shock me if we saw a little bit of. I mean, the, the, you know, Brighton do have a little bit of squad depth right now, but also they're kind of in a similar spot to. Um, to Man United, where they still have Europe, Europe to consider. Um, I'm, let me look right now. Let me see where where they are here. They're an eighth, so it's it's not. But but you know they're not that far. I mean they have a bunch of games in hand, right? So they have they're they're in eighth place, but they have Liverpool a point ahead of them. They have two games in hand on them. They have uh, Aston Villa, who are two points ahead of them. They have three games in hand on them. So yeah, pretty significant. Same, mm-hmm. same thing with Spurs. They have, Spurs are four points ahead, but they have three games in hand on them as well. So it is probably, I, I would say it's probably out of, the, out of the, you know, like getting to the Champions League is probably out of the running for them. But I think that if they finish in like fifth place and, and got into Europe, I think that would yeah. be massive for for that club i mean right i mean to, for brighton to sure. be it there would, would be would be huge. it would be an opportunity for them to hold on to deserby f- first and foremost uh because yeah, deserby is like set right. up to manage in europe for sure yeah. so uh, yeah, yeah i think a lot kind of depends on if they want to keep this squad and the management together and to continue yep. to grow the club um yep. otherwise they're going to get picked apart over the summer yeah, I I agree. So, uh, so let's uh, you know, and I'm rooting for them. I think they're they're really fun. One of the one of the fun teams to to watch this year for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, Arsenal assets. We we did talk about this a little bit. I I, I guess if you had, I mean, I, I sort of, I guess I already turned like gave away my hand a little bit when it came to Arsenal defenders. I would do everything in my power not to start an Arsenal defender this week. Uh, if you had double Arsenal midfield, which I guess you do, right? Yep. Is it? Um, are you starting? I, well, I guess you're, you're. You're a little. It kind of depends on what your transfers are. But would would you be okay starting both Arsenal midfielders, starting uh, Odegaard and, and Saka? Yeah, I guess I'd be okay with that. Uh, I'd be fine with it. Right now, I have Odegaard first yep. on my bench and Saka starting, and that's in favor of double Newcastle 
defense. Uh, you know, so it's a bit of like, do you want to like grit your teeth through an away clean sheet shout for Newcastle or just root for Arsenal to do what they've been doing all season and mount um, really cogent attacks? So I yeah. could definitely see myself end up before the deadline with Odegaard starting over Botman. Uh, I don't know. What what would you do in my situation? I'd start Odegaard over Botman, yeah. too. I mean, just... I don't know. I mean, it's 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 just a uh, Everton have a lot, or yeah, Everton have a lot to play for still. I, I think that even though they haven't played well at all, um, really probably should have scored a goal in that Palace match. But they, Calvert Lewin back, sort of a yeah, Calvert Lewin's back. Missed a huge chance. Uh, would have been really great for my overall rank if he had scored that. <laughs> uh, and uh, but whatever. Uh, and. Um, so I, I don't think that, uh, also Trippier, I'm out, man. Trippy, wow. trippy, trippy out. That's where I am, Brandon. He's, <laughs> Tell uh, me why. What's going on? How do they score six goals and he gets two points? What happened to the, like, they are clearly not running the attack through him the way they were the first half of the season. Can't argue with the results, but from a fantasy perspective, it's, uh, I did, first of all, this means nothing because there's literally a look, a looking ahead here. There's absolutely no chance he <laughs> it does anything but start up to game week 38. They play away in Chelsea in 38. It's like the next time I would maybe consider not having Trippier yeah. would be for that. His his points results have been disappointing since game week 22. 2, 2, 1, yeah. 1, 5, 2, 12. Hmm? Yeah. 2, yeah. 2, 1, yeah. 2. Uh, it's tough, but you mentioned the doubles that Newcastle have. Their single fixture in 34, home Southampton. No way I'm dropping him. Uh, yeah, so. exactly, exactly. But no, the, 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 the double playing. up doesn't feel awesome. So, okay, let's, let's, so, okay, we, yeah, so I, I would start the double arsenal in that case. Um, I think, I think Sokka's, uh, uh, you know, plays 90 minutes every match. He's, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's the easiest I one. I think if you've got Sokka, you definitely start him. Like, there's that's yeah. just, like, easy 100%. question to answer. Just start him. Yeah, I think so, too. And I'd start him over someone like McAllister as well, or or Sally March, for that matter, if I, if I were debating. And I know that Sally March might be the more controversial one because they do play uh, Forrest away, but I would just bank on... on on, on Saka finding a way uh, to get some kind of attacker and turn in that Man City match. Um, and uh, I think that Forest match could be just, it comes very soon after, after that heartbreaking yeah. FA Cup semi. A little worried about the what kind of Brighton we see in that one. And it's not like Brighton haven't slipped on banana skins this season. You remember that, like, snatch and grab from Fulham in a 1-0 match. Uh, you know, yeah. they are not flawless as good as they've been. So I think it's yeah. an interesting point you make of, like, don't get sucked into this idea that um, Brighton are undroppable. Brighton become undroppable after game week 33 because of all the doubles that we mentioned. And like, if you don't have a Brighton yep. triple up come game week 34, uh, you're doing something wrong, I would suggest. Ooh, bold words. Wow. Yeah, just, I know. Yeah, I, just I, I'll down, get heat for that one. You just Josh. pulled down yeah. the pants of the FPL community who don't have three, three. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. We got two more questions to go here. Uh, first one is um, captain picks for game week 33. Um, is there, do you have any 
<laughs> is there any debate here, or do we just captain Erlen Holland in every game when there's not a double? Hey, listen, yeah, this is not like a fun debate to have. I I think it pretty much is Holland straight up. I mean, I'm yeah. talking about my my boy Kurt Zuma. He is last yep. on my bench for a reason. I do think yeah. Liverpool are going to score a few goals on yep. uh, a leggy West Ham. Uh, I mean, Pablo yep. Fornals is, you know, he can't score scorpion kicks every week. No. Uh, not every week. No. So I think Sal- Salah is an outside chance. I mean, Jota? I mean, Jota is some a name we have not mentioned. He was amazing this weekend. And yeah, I know. It's messy up front right now for, for Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, just a real mess. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, God, pray for anybody that has Cody Gakpo, Brandon. I don't know. I don't know anybody out there listening who who might. Uh, oh, yeah, it's me. Uh, you know, real, real mess up front. Fulham. And uh, of course, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Just uh, Watkins uh, is hosting no, Fulham. I don't know if you were just going to mention this. You can say you, you were and, and take credit for it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Miraculous blank for Watkins against Brentford. But we know the G-Tech is, is tough. But Villa yeah. back at home, I don't know. You're not going to captain Watkins in a in a game week in which Holland no. is playing at the Etihad. No, I'm not going to. I am going to be captaining uh, Erlen Holland, and I guess I'll probably vice captain Watkins. The Watkins is probably a good vice captain pick this week. I like. I think I like that one. Uh, yeah, looking through my squad. You could maybe make a case for Matoma as vice captain, but no, I'm going to go. Salah. I'm going to go. Salah's fine too. I mean, West Ham have defended well, and Liverpool are unpredictable in away matches. So, but he has been scoring. I so, see a fire um, in Liverpool yeah. right now. A fire in their tummies. Yeah, that's true. It's a little bit like that season a couple of years ago where they kind of um, they were just sort of muddling through, right? Left and then suddenly late, they, yeah. they, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Loved it very late. So I don't actually know if they can crack the champions league at this point yeah it's 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 near impossible for them at this point but we'll give it a go yeah Yeah, exactly nine back with one game in hand i mean they don't even have a game in hand on man united they and actually they don't have a game in hand any i mean the only man city and arsenal are 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 20 points ahead so that's out of the question then it's newcastle and newcastle are almost definitely going to make the champions league by the way which is kind of i mean maybe i don't want to jinx them but i mean you know you have spurs who are the closest team and that's that ain't happening (laughs) spurs are not uh i think spurs have are going to struggle to get into europe honestly given um the games at hand some of the other teams uh, behind them Anyway, um, so yeah, so it's Holland, <laughs> nice and easy. And um, keeping an eye on game week 34, um, who are some transfer targets to consider? And I, you know, I wrote here key players under the radar options. I feel like we've talked about a lot of the key players already. You talked about Brighton assets, we talked about uh, Man United. I, I would like to see what we get a sense of what I might want to do with Man United assets after, uh, um, after, they, after we see how they look on Thursday. Right, because yeah. it's sort of uh, they should win that match, uh, given where Spurs are right now. Spurs are kind of on the beach already, and um, I think that uh, Man United aren't. They have a lot to play for still. So um, I think that you know, I, I, they sh- but but you know, if that if it's another match where they struggle to score uh, or they concede a couple of goals, I, I think that's that's going to be cause for a little bit of concern and certainly may may dissuade me from going you know double or triple on on Man United um, for for their upcoming. 
double. I, I don't know that triple was really on the table at this point. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, you know, but who are some players that are a little uh, under the radar, right? Like, are there uh, Fulham, not hugely appealing. Brighton, we've talked well, a fair just, amount about. Well, just on Fulham, yeah. I do think that game week 32 was the week in which Andreas Pereira made his triumphant return to FPL. People yeah. had written him off, and fair enough, Fulham's form yeah. uh, tapered a bit, and Andreas Pereira made it into a lot of free hit squads because he's dropped in price to 4.3, incredibly affordable. And yeah. Marco Silva and Fulham are playing this false nine formation now, and Pereira doesn't necessarily play in the false nine, but he is kind of like, it's more uh, it's more amoeba-like up there with... Mm-hmm. Bobby Decadorva Reed or um, James from the the Leeds lone player. Uh, why can't I even think of his Dan James? Um, and Pereira is just like ever present around the six yard box. And if you need to make some cash somewhere, if you're eyeing up, maybe you you need extra money so you can afford Trent for game week thirty four, something yeah. along those lines. Andreas Pereira, he has the double. It is the worst imaginable double fixture in uh, in 34 with City and Liverpool. But there you have it. I think he's an interesting one. Yeah, I think he's an interesting one too. I, um, I you know, the I guess the other one that you you talked about already is uh, is Jota. And um, given his current form, I think that he's he's an, a player that. Why? I mean, the thing is, like, okay, maybe he doesn't start the next three matches, right? At some at some point over the next three, you're going to get a Darwin start in there, but but that's fine. I mean, Jota, we saw last season is a player who's very capable of coming in off the bench and scoring, and mm-hmm. I would expect him to start two of the next three matches, certainly, especially with with Firmino likely out. So uh, that's that's sort of one more competitor. Then they're basically talking about three players for two slots and, and that, that should, that should serve him fine. It's not that I think Gakpo is just completely done, but um, he's just, he's just, a, it was just a little disappointing to see him go off in the 59th minute, obviously. And, uh, um, but I, I think that if I were, if I were starting over again and, and, and doing, and sort of keeping an eye on 34, um, I, I probably would have, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would have considered Jota more strong necessarily, but I, I might've, I might've, held off on making a decision mm-hmm. about, about what I want to do with my Liverpool players. But, you know, say lobby. So, um, you know, I think that the other uh, West Ham, I don't feel as enthusiastic about. I mean, the thing about Man City and Man United, and the reason I think that they're worth hits is because they, you get, you actually get two doubles out of them, right? You get this game week 34 double where Man City play away to Fulham and home to West Ham. Very good double. Man United play home to Villa, Way to Brighton, not as good, but still fine. There's a home match in there, and uh, and then and then in 37, uh, Man City will play uh, Chelsea and Brighton, and Man United will play uh, Bournemouth and Chelsea. So Chelsea just getting Chelsea. taken over the yeah, knee Chelsea, all uh, over these the double place. game weeks. Yeah, exactly. So in in both cases, you have, um, especially with Man City though, I think uh, you you know I think going for Grealish makes a lot of sense hitting in Grealish I think makes makes some sense as well um he's just he's really in the best form he's ever been in at, at the yeah. club and yeah. uh and 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 just considering that Man City have all you know a bunch of home matches coming up and a bunch of doubles uh I think it makes sense Kevin De Bruyne I'm not sure if I could get there I don't I don't know if I could afford it I, I'm not sure I I would necessarily advocate for it anyway you're not going to captain him for any of these matches mm-hmm. and 
it's going to require you to drop a lot of other players to get there. So I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure I see the, the, the return there. I agree. Yeah. It doesn't feel worth it. Ultimately. I think you can get yeah. some, some of those attacking points with a player like Grealish. Yeah. I mean, Mares was the star of the Sheffield United match. He took the penalty over Holland. I took that to yep. be Holland has got his eyes set on champions league and premier league goal scoring records this season. That was an opportunity for him to, you know, you get the sense that Holland understands the uh, stage that he's on and he doesn't want to walk that Cristiano Ronaldo path. Uh, I mean, maybe he'll get there eventually where it just becomes like an insane megalomaniac. Uh, But it seems like if he has an opportunity to not ding, you know, the record books and hand hand the ball to a teammate, he's going to do it. It's really awesome to see. Yeah. But Mahrez yeah. has just become the master of uh, doing all this cool stuff, not uh, in fantasy, but in, uh, in yep. always elsewhere. So that that's why it just <laughs> oh. does come back to Grealish. It is crazy that he got a hat trick in the FA Cup semifinals, and I wouldn't even dream of having him in my, in my fantasy <laughs> You're like, team. sure, whatever. Yeah, tree falls in the woods. Basically. I know. I mean, I you know, I I have long held that it, that Mares is, is a player best best left avoided, uh, at least when he plays, at least since he's joined Man City, and that is that is an approach that I will occasionally miss out on a massive return, but in general, uh, avoiding Mares has been a um, has been the right move uh, for me. I mean, even just looking back, he has you know one assist going back to game week twenty three. Right. It's like, you know, it's a don't I, I wouldn't at the very least know what you're going in with with Mares. Like, know know that you very well might get totally, utterly screwed uh, yeah. by him. I think he probably starts in the Arsenal match, but I don't know. Just I, I just like eh, he just gives me the the heebie jeebies <laughs> fantasy lines, Brandon. <laughs> He's the FPL boogeyman. He is. Um, let's do one more player here. I think. uh Looking at Man United, I mean, it's outside. Well, what do you think about Bruno? What you know? Does he? And I know he's not necessarily under the radar, but I, he's not going to be highly, highly owned in thirty-four. He's I don't exactly. Think. I mean, what do you? He's exactly yeah. like Kevin De Bruyne in a fantasy vein at the moment for me. Great pick, great player. Will get points. Great man. <laughs> Is he a great man? Let's save that for another time. Um, but you just can't. I mean, you saw this. You owned Bruno for more than a month, and it compromised your budget to a degree. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You, you feel like you yeah, missed out on some players because you had Bruno. Not that we need to. I need to rake you over the coals here. But. Sure. Yeah, I basically went Bruno over Saka, and uh, it's cost me yeah. about fifty points. Yeah. So, yeah, so I just, yeah. I don't think he's worth the money at the end of the day. Um, I mean, I, I think if you're in a position in a mini league where you've got to make up 50 points yeah bruno's probably an interesting one to to go for and think about captaining him in a, in a double game week um but beyond that no like if, if you're trying to hold rank no stay away yeah yeah i i uh i i, I don't feel hugely and also it's just like it's like you said before it's just the they need they're not flow like the engine room is not at, at full, whatever, full capacity, whatever, you know, however I stretch this, this <laughs> metaphor out, right? But it's, they're just not, it's, they're not all clicking right now in terms of who's actually getting the ball to the attacking yeah. players. And I think that's the other, the other part of it. I think that Anthony, 
Antony, whatever, he's worth a, uh, if you wanted to just go for a kind of a real wild, more affordable punt, I actually don't hate it. Don't shoot the messenger, Brandon. That's just, uh, <laughs> you that's, don't make the that's, rules. That's, I don't make the rules. Exactly. I mean, his, his price, Anthony I mean, what does, does he cost? He's yeah, he does. He, he's, he, let's see, he's at seven, three. So, I mean, what's funny is of course, he's actually, uh, more expensive than Marcus Rashford, which is just kind <laughs> so, of funny. So yeah. you would rather have Anthony than Anthony Martial? Of course. Mm-hmm. Marcial stinks. I hate Marcial. <laughs> okay, good. I, just... <laughs> I, I want nothing to do with Marcial ever, ever, I, ever, I goaded ever, you ever. into that one. Yeah. That's my fault. You did. I know. You, you did. I, uh, you know how I feel about Anthony Marcial. Do not like. Um, all right. So on that, on that upbeat note, let's... Uh, no, no. It's, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to... I, th- I think it's tricky. I think um, I'm, I'm on the fence enough about what to do with some of my transfers that I, I actually may hold mine just like you. And I, I, the, the one move that I would consider is if I just decide, nope, can't trust Liverpool, don't want it, don't want no part of it, I would probably lean towards a Gakpo to Grealish mm-hmm. move in this this week. I would probably prioritize Grealish over Rashford. And then of course I would have Rashford for 34. Not only because they have the double but also just because uh uh there's a you I I just it doesn't feel very safe to me to go into 34 without without having Rashford in your squad. It feels like that could be that could be very dangerous. So the appeal of doing that too is if I drop Gakpo, that does free up a defender spot for a Liverpool player. If I decide that I want to double up there, Konate has been getting starts. You could maybe, I don't know. I mean, at some point, he's probably the one who might get rotated. Um, so yeah, I anyway, he was, so I, I think he was pretty uh, bad uh, against uh, Forrest. Yeah. I thought. Another reason. Another reason to wait, though, right? If True. he if he does get rotated um, at midweek, then good. Now we kind of know where we like. He, he probably does slot right back in, though, right? Yeah. I, I don't think that he's. He's, I think he's still. They still want him to be the future, right? The yeah, future center back. Yeah, the club can't just keep continually chopping and changing, thinking you know he knows what he's doing. So you know, yeah, yeah. players can have bad games. Just look at Anthony. <laughs> just look at Anthony. Just look at um, <laughs> Anthony Martial. Both of them, all the Anthonys. Um, all right, so that's that's where we are. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, hope you get this podcast in before. Uh, uh, before the game week kicks off, and I think we, wow, we, just, we just crossed an hour, run. Just like you said, a thirty-minute pod turned into sixty. But uh, how do they a do? Clean it? sixty, a, yeah, a clean and focused sixty. So uh, once again, if you want to support the podcast, talk to us on the Discord. Uh, Bemona, really terrible game week with me. If you were there as well, uh, you're probably not listening. Honestly, when I have a really bad game week, it's it's hard for me to consume FPL content. So if if you are listening, I appreciate it. Uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/AlwaysCheating. I mean, that's everyone who did well this week, but what do I, what do I care about that, Brian? Great what week I, for know, free want, hitters. Yeah, Congrats, free hitters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating uh, to support the podcast and say thank you. Uh, Brandon, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Indeed, thanks to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Barley, Andy Portlock. Thanks for the email, Andy. Dan Parsons at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wildmings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Volger, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Thomas Andre, 
Charlene F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Hertzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, and Noah and Louise. Rate, review, and subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get great podcasts. Um, I'm aware of some bad podcasts as well, and sometimes they show up in, in searches, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. We're hail, at Hail Cheaters. We have a blue check mark. Respect us. Give us some respect. Uh, and fi- fi- hey, <laughs> listen, I don't want to get into it, okay? Let's not it's, do uh, it. Not here. No, I'm just going to, yeah, well, listen, I, I didn't get one this weekend, okay? It was suddenly, uh, <laughs> suddenly now it's like a scarlet letter. I, I got it three months ago, and we were, followers were sifting through. We're, like I yeah, had one of those, like, we're trying to run a, a business here. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. We're trying to run a business here. That's exactly right. I right, would man. never do it for my personal account. <laughs> for all that information <laughs> and more, uh, please visit us at alwayscheating.com. Great chatting with you, Josh. I know you'll do better in the coming game weeks, and we'll talk oh, to you I soon. So, all right. Yeah, like, likewise, Brennan. Talk to you soon. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.